Hello and welcome to the Carbishraws Podcast, episode 140. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by Ryan Sinitsky and Jenna. Hello. Hello Hi there, guys. Welcome back on this fine Saturday, Sunday-ish, morning-ish thing. Mm-hmm. Um, starting off with beer, I, I didn't grab one this time. I still have a, my P- I have a PBR. Sounds good. Well, at least you have coffee. one. You still have a coffee. So Nothing am, has changed from last week. I'm, oh, you know, there's there's a <laughs> swig a, of this a drip Mitch of, Golden Light. Of Mitch Golden. Gross. I like that you Boomer called beer. it Mitch because that, that's much more fitting. All the, the rural people call it a Mitch Golden Light. Yuck. Not a Mick. Michelob. They probably call it Michelob if you ask him for the whole... Anyway, head on over <laughs> to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage to take a look at the two levels of open-ended direct support methods we have for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Anyway, now that the pleasantries are out of the way, yes, I want to talk about the BM Dupra. The well, BM Dupra. The That's BM a Dupra. great name. <clears throat> that was a great name for that. You're welcome. Just came up with it right now. So <laughs> the GR Supra, the Mark V Supra, also known as the BMW Z4 Toyota thingy. BM Dupra. BM Dupra. <clears throat> I like that. Papadakis Racing, which I grossly misspelled, and I re-edited as you were editing it. I know. And then you edited <laughs> the edit really, in really the funny. notes. <laughs> so he, he misspelled uh, Papadakis <laughs> Racing. Yeah. And I was editing at the same time. So what we ended up with was Papadakis Dildolopoopolis <laughs> racing. So anyway, these guys, right after the GR Supra launch edition actually started getting pushed out, um, they bought one. And yes. they took oh, the, wow. the, uh, the B58 out of it, and they did a few video series on tearing it down. Oh, that's lots of sparks. And building it up again to hit the mythical 1,000 horsepower, whatever. Ooh. So on the teardown, they were kind of going through, and the components were you know, fracture split, forged steel connecting rods, forged steel crankshaft, uh, really, really, really girthy aluminum uh, reinforced uh, block. Valvetronic and the cylinder head, which kind of threw him for a loop, buying specialty tools and things like that. But yeah. video series two, they threw a new set of pistons in it, new set of rods, and then valve springs. And I think that was pretty much it. And episode three, which just launched a couple days ago here, they strapped this thing to a dyno finally with a custom fixture, and they made 1,009 horsepower on a Superflow dyno at the crank. Wow. Um, but with a pretty small turbo. It was a 67 mil turbo. Oh, wow. That's um, totally small. So I mean, obviously, this will make a, a bunch, um, bunch more power when it's you know in a bigger turbo and all this kind of setup. They had a failure. What you guys just saw at the beginning of that video with the, yeah, sparks, the sparks, the direct injector failed because they're not using them at all. Oh. And apparently, the direct injection tip overheats oh, and melts if you don't use it because the fuel oh. cools it. I didn't know that. It's kind of interesting. interesting. So they made slugs and hammered them into the cylinder head. <laughs> And like, they took out all the DI, so it's just port the, injection. So they convert it back to port injection. I, mm. I feel like right. I'll be more excited once they do a thousand horsepower and direct injection still. Yeah, me too. But I mean, the fuel pressures involved with that to move that much fuel through an orifice that small is just extremely tough. So but I mean, diesel they guys have been larger orifices. Doing, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. bigger elements essentially. They, you could definitely do it. So, uh, Papadax Racing. Uh, if you're not familiar with who they are, mm-hmm. if you're not coming from basically the classic Honda world, uh. <laughs> Steph Papadakis, he set the, I believe it's the world's first nine-second horsepower Honda Civic. Nice. Or, uh, sorry, nine-second nine second horsepower. horsepower. Wow. Nine-second nine Honda Civic. Um, <laughs> it had, a, like, a front half, Blame. back half. That yellow Civic that's in the uh, Peterson vault. Yes. That's his car. Um, so, it's also was the very first Honda, very first Japanese car, if I'm not mistaken, to ever be in the Peterson vault. 
actually. Yeah, when we were doing the vault tour, Ryan was telling the tour guide about all the Japanese imports. Because she didn't know shit about them. <laughs> and she was just like, okay, that's She knew cool. French cars, which is great. It yeah, was actually really cool. She was really smart, but she whatever Ryan would tell her about Japanese car, you'd see that she's like, cool, I'm not going to remember this, but yeah. cool. <laughs> but anyway. We should, so, we should go together, and then we'll just destroy her on JDM and BMW. Well, it's, they, they have different people. It's actually really cool at the Peterson's. Okay. They have different people that have specialized. Like, there's a person that specializes in, like, pre-war American and pre-war French and pre-war German. Uh, then there's, like, the Japanese person and everything. Uh, they also had the very first Ferrari, uh, the Ferrari 166 or whatever. Was it a tractor? No. No, the very Good. first Ferrari race car. Yeah. Uh, um. But anyway, so Papadakis Racing, after, doing, after setting all the records in Honda Racing, they went on to be one of the very first teams in Formula Drift. Mm-hmm. They were the first team uh, to like, actually win um, to actually win Formula Drift without factory sponsorship. I think they actually won the very first season back in like 2003, even. Uh, first Americans to win. Uh, first Americans to bring a drift car to D1 GP and actually win a race. So or what you're saying uh, is these are actually fairly well-known folks. Yes, and uh, Steph Papadakis mm-hmm. is a very well-respected person in the tuner community, so he's not just like some guy that's just like throwing in some stuff. Like This is a person who actually you know, knows what he's doing. It's not just like... So it's not just some random person slapping some stuff method? together. Um, he might actually. It's very rare to find somebody that does use the scientific method, but uh, there are some tuners that do that. I'm just Busy kind of. Motto. I'm surprised he didn't start baselining and trying to hit this with stock internals first. But I guess he probably doesn't want to window a brand new engine. It's yeah, probably prohibitively expensive. So you but just... also like the size of that turbo. I mean, you, you've seen it here. Like it's not a big turbo on this thing. To be it's honest, what we call potato. He's probably <laughs> building this for a drift car. He said it is going into a car. So that's probably why he's okay. trying to make it like more reliable. Spool it up a little quicker uh, too. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, it, you probably. I would love to see somebody actually uh, turn this into a. Um, see what you could make with this engine. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they'll get there soon. Like, I mean, it seems like internals. the attention all the that the parts are so clean. Well, uh, they blew, a, it blew a rear main already. <laughs> he put it in wrong. Oh, he did. Okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I folded it over. So we put a new one in. Took us about another hour. Like, okay, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, but they're, they're yeah. So they're running this thing on AEM Infinity port injection only, and yeah, like I said, a 67 mil turbo. I think so. They're gonna throw in a car, but it's cool. The B58 is already yeah. over a thousand. Uh, to the crank, not to the tire, but but still, I mean, that's that that's a really important. What an thing. accomplishment! Yeah, it's a milestone for one of these things. I mean, there's always that first person to a thousand. I mean, N54s they've done the same thing on engine dynos with port injection. I, it's it's more just like putting that on your resume as the first person to put right. make a thousand horsepower. Right. I'm really yep. happy to say the first person to make a thousand horsepower on BMW Toyota engine is the first person to build BMW Dupra. The BMW Dupra engine. Uh, is the first person to build a nine-second horsepower Honda Civic. So whenever somebody says Honda, guys don't know what they're talking about, then uh, you can just go ahead and uh, sniff my butthole. I like that you've said nine-second horsepower er, several times. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's just like the BMW Pro. We're just going to run with (laughs) it. Yeah, we're running with it I got my entire, like, class the other day to forget how to pronounce words, and I was like, I am so sorry. I've instilled my speech impediment onto you. Speaking of the Supra, I've got... Toyota Supra. Okay. News. Uh, Not the BMW Dupra. No, this is actually a story that I uh, I didn't break it, but I was one of the first people to write an article about it because um, I actually saw this on the live stream. Um, All right. Toyota's back in video games. All right. Woo! That's actually pretty significant. Yeah, They've it's been huge. out for a long time. Two years. Three years. Oh, I thought it was even more than that. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. It's been longer than that. 
It was 2016 that they... Like, into 2016. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so they bring the Mark IV Supra, not the BMW Dupro, okay. back into Forza Horizon 4, which Thank is great. Thank uh, you for saying that, right? And it'll be uh, December 17th, so... Every time he's so told me about it, I've corrected him. Next week, if I'm not mistaken. That's pretty mad. I'm really excited. Uh, then they're going to probably move on to some other Don't Japanese add the BMW cars. Bro. Yeah, they will. Uh, but this is the thing. As they said... Th- they're doing this for Sound years like to come. Nice. Yes, I had to take a photo of that. Because <laughs> that car, this game is the reason why I love the Mark II Supra, because I fell in love with it mm-hmm. while playing Forza Horizon 2. Um, now, what I was going to say, though, is Twitter's whole thing, do you know why they pulled that video games originally? Yes. But you've told us, but I do not recall. It's because they didn't want to promote street racing. Oh, gosh. Meanwhile, the uh, BMW Dupra is going to be featured in the new <laughs> Fast and Furious movie, which is literally about street racing. <laughs> and it uh, literally says an acronym that has racing in it on the back. Yeah. And then uh, you also have the uh, super street build of the BMW Dupra, which is... Super Street is about super-powered street racing. Mm-hmm. Uh. Can we go back to the, the Fast and the Furious? They also commit lots of other crimes. Yeah. So, so like, that, that's oh, yeah. just a crime yeah. movie. It, so, this is, so we don't want to promote saucy. crimes. Here you go. Here's our new car. But, all right. So, so, <laughs> all right, so that, that all contradicts their whole kind of weak thing about not wanting to be in, involved with racing. They were still keeping their car in uh, Gran Turismo Sport. Okay. Oh. Which has a Tokyo Highway map. Ah. I, they're I smart. Which is literally for doing Kanjo runs on online play. So it's like, <laughs> who are they lying to? Because it's not me. You've, uh, done, you've done that wrong, Toyota. Um, but anyway, so Toyota, they're also, uh, they, they've gotten right out with the licensing. I think it was a licensing thing. Because uh, they wanted to redo all their stuff. Okay. Because uh, Toy- the Toyota also pulled their licensing from Hot Wheels. Now, Hot Wheels is releasing a new Supra. Hmm. This, uh, the BMW Supra? Yeah. No, no, the Mark IV. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Hot Wheels is actually releasing their new Mark IV. But, I mean, it makes sense pulling everything away. Because as Porsche what showed. rain it in. Yeah, as Porsche showed actually on accident in the early 2000s. When they had a licensing contract with EA Games to only put their cars in EA Games, yeah, um, and then other people went to roof. Yeah, everybody, everybody else in the world went to roof. But when Porsche came back in 2010, mm-hmm. like it was bananas. People were buying like fifteen dollar DLC for it left and right without a question. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I got important news, but I'll talk about it later. Okay, <laughs> I'll let you go next. It, it just reminded me of something super uh, important. But yeah, so I think Toyota was trying to do the same thing, and they managed to do that on a fraction of the time that Porsche did. So Toyota, I guess, is just better at that. Uh, but they are going to, um, yeah, they're going to have their cars in video games now, and uh, I know that Forza has like their like kind of number one for being able to get Toyota now. Sure. And they already have a lot of cool Toyota models ready for the game. They just need to update the. Um, the textures for okay so i'd really love to see like you know not just like the supras because they can easily have like all five generations of supra yeah in forza but i also like them to have like some cressidas because <laughs> especially be really cool. you, can, you can do some swaps in them you yes know? uh corollas because they have a lot of corollas already for the game you should put a corolla Celica's, xrs in there i know right uh <laughs> celica that they could put in the game even the front wheel drive ones and coronas even um 
And a space cruiser. Yes, and a space cruiser. And a, oh, and a Previa. But what's actually really interesting is a lot of people are uh, just like looking at some of the licensing that Forza has purchased recently. There's okay. rumors that the next Horizon might take place in Japan, which means I may get some cool, weird cars that I like. So I'm excited. I am just totally glazed over on that one, but I'm glad you're excited. Well, I mean, it's it's fun. It, you know, not everybody wants to play a video game. It's just a bunch of Ferraris. Yeah, I don't like playing many video games anyway. Like, BMNG is much more interesting to me than something with an actual, I can go buy this car. Uh, I, see, I like the idea of being able to have the car that I can't afford. But, like, I want something that like, I realistically want okay. that I can't afford. Because, like, I don't care about Ferrari F- FXX. Like, I really couldn't care less. You couldn't pay me. Like, you could honestly pay me a lot of money to go on Twitch and pretend to like it, and I still couldn't care. Right, because you're bad at feigning interest. Yeah, I'm really bad at that. But if Mitsubishi had paid me to drive a Mirage, Mirage, oh yeah, then I would be excited about that. Offer is still open, Mitsubishi. Afford. You can uh, pay Ryan yes, to drive a Mirage. Um, it, like it, they, if somebody like Toyota and stuff like this, like this, I care more about this than I do other things. So this is very fun. That makes perfect sense. It's like getting all your favorite BMWs in a video game. I think they already did that. Uh, yeah, uh, you like you like mainstream cars, Jana. But what yeah, would you go like? to the the carbitrage. I put a a, a link. The carbitrage nuts. Um, uh, a link. Yeah. Probably, yeah. This relates to. Oh um, yes, this is true. This is actually this, very. I, cool. This isn't new by any means, but it's very new to me. Ah, oh, uh, that um, Mario Kart is it has a bunch of Mercedes in it. Even interesting. Oh, there's a yeah. pre-war there. Thank you. Um. But yeah, so like they have 1934 W25. Yes. They have so many different Mercedes, and I Properly love them. Done. And I was like, because I hadn't unlocked them, because I'm very bad at unlocking things in video games. Don't worry, I got you. And um, we were playing with a friend who's unlocked like almost everything in Mario Kart. And he had a bunch of Mercedes, and I was like, oh. This is actually really rad. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, who would have thought? And they're they're not even like the popular ones. They're, they're like, just like cool Mercedes. Yeah, like, like the one ninety yeah. SL. Yeah. Oh, it's a three hundred Roadster. Uh, yeah, okay. but still uh, an SL. The Roadster though, not yeah. the Gullwing. Like, exactly. Okay. And well, the GLA, like really? Yeah. It, well, they, they don't have like an SLR or anything, McLaren or anything like that. Right. But then like the pre-war race car, not like the big red pig or something. Or, yeah. Right. I just love it. Anyway, so. That's really and they're cute. actually really fun to drive too. They're not just like thrown in there. They handle a lot like Mercedes would they're, in other video games. Actually, they they are surprisingly close to how they would handle. Okay. So like the three hundred. So you want the GLA then? No, the the three hundred SL has poor handling but really good top speed. Mm-hmm. Um, the pre-war car is really good at acceleration, uh, and then the GLA is really heavy, so it's good for ramming. So they yeah. they all have their own purpose. So I'm really good with the pre-war car because I, I I like the fast acceleration because Jen always has me play with her controller, yeah. which has terrible controller drift. So I literally can't turn left. Oh, on the um, on the on the switch, switch. pad. Yeah, yeah so I literally I cannot drift. turn left like at all. Yeah. So like whenever it's a left turn, I just have to hit the wall, and like that's just how <laughs> I'm. At. I'm just, that's just what's going to happen. Course, I have to accelerate again. But anyway, I end up in, I end up in first place. Yeah, and I, of course, exclusively race with the 300 SL. Of then. course. Yeah. No. And Isabella, because she's the best character. I play with Rob. Anyway. You, you play no, Rob. Rob Luigi. No, I, I, no, it's, no uh, it's, it's the, the 80s Bowser dude, oh, Rob. Yeah. With uh, cool sunglasses. I don't know. 
I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart lately, so <laughs> I just I just show. I just wanted to like that's I saw very, that and I thought it was really cool. I th- it's very that's, sequitur, so. it's it's a very very cool little thing that people don't really talk about uh, is that Mercedes is in Mario Kart. I you know honestly I would be more excited if Toyota had a DLC for Mario Kart. Me too. That for, would be very for cool. For Forza, and it's probably easier to the, you know, the physics models probably like don't exist for those things. No, you yeah, just kind of so make Toyota, some things, uh, just know, make it up, man. That's please. it'll be fine. Please do, because that's what Ryan and I were talking about. We're like, why isn't there a Toyota or a Japanese brand? It's only a matter of time, right? Yeah. I mean, if Mercedes is doing that, other people are going to hop on thinking it's a great idea. Yeah. Tahatsu. Oh, God. That, Whoops. Oh, my. It'd be so happy. It'd be a perfect fit. Everything's already radiating light. and is... It's all so cute. And, like, all their concept cars, like the Waku Waku and stuff like that, and the Eco Eco. Like, that would be great. I just, I want Kids would be able to pronounce waka, the names. Waka, waka, I, I was Waku Waku. <clears throat> Yeah, like it's great. I actually, I just really wanted to say waku waku. That was the only reason I mentioned waka, that. Waka 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 waka. Sorry. Anyway, let's talk about yeah. So let's anyway, talk about I, Land Rover. I was gonna <laughs> start with car. Uh, finish your finish car. So I, I, sold, first. I sold the FJ last week, um, and that thing was a pretty <sighs> retro, funky design when it came out yeah. in 2007. You know, it had yeah. independent front suspension, live axle rear. It had yeah. the triple Three wipers, which is cool. But it took Very a lot cool. of the old styling cues. And put it onto a modern platform yeah. that was still pretty capable. But it looks like um, Land Rover, who brought us the Defender last, I think in 2002, is bringing it back. And it looks interesting. Like the the, sh- the wheelbase and the, the incline and departure angles look like it's probably going to be pretty good off-road. But this is an independent front suspension vehicle. Mm. And I don't even know if it's a live axle rear. And it looks a bit too corporate. Like yeah. it's not rough and okay, tumble. Can we, can we go back to the front? The very front I photo. Like, I like that muffler, actually. It looks pretty cool. Oops. All right, no, no, the, the dead-on front. All right, so... <laughs> looks this, angry. This is what I'm saying, and what I'm seeing is going to be very looks expensive. Like a no, ah, go back to the front. I Stop didn't, clicking I didn't click. Uh, see right there? That's a parking sensor. And these two mm-hmm. inlets... God, stupid. Auto this, These two inlets are probably... Oh, no, you have your, your driver assistant put the windshield, so that's good. If you have run into anything, it's going to be rather expensive. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like a Tesla. If they require a special body you, shop, you can't take it off road. All right, I'm gonna keep going here. So this is, this is <clears throat> those like, wheels. Those are not off road wheels. No, those are Cheshire. Yes, but I mean, it looks pretty butch. I like the tail lights. There's no it, wheel gap. Like there's uh, no articulation. So it doesn't look like an off road vehicle. There's no so articulation. In the wheels. I think they need to take the land off and put a range <clears throat> in. Because that's not a Land Rover. Yeah. It's a Range yeah. Rover. Yeah, you're right. Try yeah. driving this across Africa without costing yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, dude, it would be totaled. Driving this thing through half a, a regular trail? Yeah. yeah. It would be done. Yeah, it doesn't have the ground If clearance. I took that archaeologicaling, <laughs> I, like that. I wouldn't be able... I, archaeologicaling. I, I wouldn't be able to make it back home. Is this a Panasonic Tough Book hanging on the side? I think yes. so. Hmm, interesting. So you can trade your stocks or your freaking hedge fund <laughs> the of the it doesn't have enough interior luggage room so you have to have everything in jerry cans on the outside you have oh. a giant panoramic sunroof it looks like break. it might be cloth uh, or or it's maybe fixed glass so you can't yeah. open it it's fixed glass so it's just oh no it's cloth wow so it's one of the rollback those so have that's a name cool that's kind of cool, it's interesting, but like, but I don't want it. It's winch. interesting, but it needs to be a Range Rover, but do you not think a Land Rover. Anyone that buys and hoards a last gen Defender is going to want this? No. Not at all. Exactly. This isn't a Defender. 
No. This is no. a Defender this, the same way a like Ford said, Mustang Mach-E is a Mustang. This is this is a Range Rover Defender Sport. Yes. Yes. That's just, I, this, I don't even is, care that much is, about this. This but is a Fiat Renegade versus a Jeep Wrangler Renegade. Yeah. Or a Cherokee versus a Cherokee. Yeah. yeah. That awful crossover yeah. we talked about. And you know exactly what I mean just by saying that, that even though it's the same drive, word. Awful vehicle. Yes. The yes. unanimously worst crossover for sale on the market today. Now, oh, uh, what I want to talk about, this Dude, will be a little bit of a longer keyboard. episode. Uh, or a longer topic on this episode. Um, there we go. Because I'm I using actually, the keys. Thank Woo. you. Uh, it's gonna. It's December now, I think. Um, or it's it's it's, oh, it's the end of November. Um, it will be like the last day of November when this yes, goes. Yes, it'll be like like the last day of November, maybe. Um, thereish, thereabouts ish. Anyway, so 2019 is almost done. That means, uh, the the. The decade is almost up. done. We're out of yeah. The teens we're getting into the twenties. We're moving into the roaring roaring twenties. I would like to spend a lot of time in this episode talking about kind of like your ten-year challenge thing. Everybody's doing on Facebook. Oh yeah, post a picture of yourself ten yeah. years ago and today. I want to talk about though, like, well, Which, let's let's start with what were our favorite cars in two thousand nine versus now, and how have we changed as people with what we like. Okay. Okay. Versus. I don't remember that far back. Well, let's we can just I was go not, around. I was 15 years old in 2009, so I was not driving. Yeah. Um, W204 Mercedes C300 six-speed. That's a That's way cool up car. there, because that, that, I think that was launched Still that year. Still is a cool car. Still yeah. is a cool car. Odd choice. Like the GTR, that was one of its first years. Yep, that, that was, was pretty cool. First year. Yep. That was also, I think the... The fastest, like fastest accelerating, probably at the time. Yeah, but I, I think it was the fastest car in the Nurburgring, like the fastest like road production. Yeah, car. Like, it beat the 911 Turbo. It, it, yeah, it was the fastest like high production, like mass production vehicle on the Nurburgring because it was only like the Koenigsegg was faster than that. Uh, the stream just dropped out. Oh. I mean, the audio recording's still going, so we're fine there. But sorry, Twitch. Hopefully, I can get that back up. That's odd. Oh. Um. But I think, well, so, like, my favorite car in 2009, it's 2009, was the S13 240SX and the R32 GTR. Oh. Oh, so you're not talking new cars. Just favorite car. Oh. Okay. Oh, However, fa- favorite new car is a Honda Civic, though, because you saw the Mugen Civic Si happening. Oh, we're back. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so the Mugen Civic Si was my favorite Um was my so favorite that's your favorite new, new car. car at that point in time. All right, so yeah, if I'm staying off of new cars, I mean, my favorite cars at the time were, yeah, like probably a Mercedes 500E. I had a ton of 190Es. Yeah. E30s were up the list pretty far. Um, McLaren F1. Yep. So you you haven't changed much. No, I, it's all the same stuff. So mine was, my favorite cars at that point in time were the 240SX. Except and, for the electric Fiat now. Yeah. The 240SX, <laughs> S13. And the R32 GTR were my two favorite cars okay. in 2009 when I was in high school. Um, R32 is still up there. I would not put that at the top of my list, though. Um, top of my list is Countach. <laughs> okay. Number one by a mile. Sorry. Uh, but, You're not sorry. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, nor, not sorry. Nor should you be. Um, <clears throat> right now, I think my favorite car, the one I want to buy the most... Might be my Ooh. Mark II Supra again. I really want okay. another one. I sure. really, I That's really, really like that. Too. I, 
I think I like more of because like back then I was like really into like you know I kind of the whole like super custom like wide body and everything like super street sort of builds. Mm-hmm. And then more like I kind of like the preservation of cars. So, but at the same time, I want to like I like rest and modding now. That's oh my yeah my I opinion on modding has changed. It. Yeah, that's a that we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. I later. remember because that's around the time Scion popped up. Yes, Scion popped was up in two thousand three. Yes, Rawr. I really, you know, in 2009, <laughs> me listening to My Chemical Rip. Romance and Fall Out oh. Boy, um, really liked the the Scions because that they were really aimed at my g- demographic. Yes, you know, they I was were. a freshman in high school, so <laughs> and like, you know, I've always liked cars, but I haven't re- like at that point I hadn't driven them, so I didn't really care about any of that i would just be like oh i like that car and that car and that car not knowing anything but scion came out and oh my god my mind was blown and my dad was like yeah you should like them because they are toyota and i was like what and he's like yeah and and back then i didn't know how to pronounce scion there was actually one other car that was on my list i just remembered what the cb7 accord oh yeah boris it is still on my list for one of my Favorite cars ever. I love that also car. Also, my mom's favorite car she's ever owned. A CB7 Accord? Yeah. It's a great car. She's like, yeah, it's a good car. It's she's a like, good it was car. one of my first brand new cars she'd ever bought. And she it's said that. Amazing car. Like, you know, we were talking earlier about how, you know, you hate when somebody's like expecting and they automatically buy an SUV. Yes. Well, oh, well my God. mom had already had two children. And my dad said, you can either get another Accord or we can adopt another kid. And she was like, well, I kind of want babies, so she got a Sienna. Anyway, the first gen Sienna. Fair enough. So, modifying. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's tackle this. Oh, man. So, God, that's changed a lot. In 2009, for me, it was big wheels. Oh, God, I know. You went through that phase of the 190. Subwoofers. I still love the 17 inch monoblocks on the 190. But, like, I put audio systems in cars, every one of them. Yep. Put a stereo, sub. I did them for other people. I didn't do anything for performance. I, I did do big brakes. I did. Per- yeah, you did big brakes. I would do performance stuff. I would do huge subwoofer and like unnecessary twin big. loop muffler and oh stripping God. your interior out. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> um, oh, geez. <laughs> it's a, it's super I always tell Ryan if I met him in high school, I would have never talked to him. It's fair. That oh, yeah. Awful. I could see that. Yeah. Um, but I, I as, did OEM Plus stuff, too, though. I, I mean, wanted my car as low as possible. Yeah, I lowered my cars like crazy, too. Oh, not yeah. as much as I did. I know. You just sound I, like yeah, you teenage damaged boys. yours. My, mine, mine was, like, you could not, I was very proud to say it, you could not fit a pack of cigarettes underneath my car. Like, sideways. You could not fit it sideways. You, had to, you, would have to, you could fit a solitary cigarette, but not a pack. Oh now my. it would be a vape for all you millennials yeah. listening. Yeah, so... Uh, oh na- yeah, back in 2009 when we were all still smoking cigarettes because that was what was cool to do um, as a teenager. Yeah, no, I, it is for me. It was a lot of like whatever could Yuck. make me go faster. Like that, that was my thing. With as little money as Low possible. And yeah, fast. it was. I went from aesthetics. Yeah. I went from aesthetics to functionality. Yeah. Over the last ten wow, years. Wow, it's it's like we've grown up. Or I know, something. I know. Yeah. Like I still lower cars, but I lowered them like an inch tops. Yeah. Like yeah, window too. tint. I used to go darker <laughs> than I do now. Yep. Like I I upgrade OEM stereos, but I don't put anything aftermarket in them. I still do OEM plus stuff. I don't really add gauges. Like I put a boost gauge in the one ninety E and yes, or the did. D. 
I had the coil spring blocks in that thing because the lowering springs in the diesel were out of a gas 2.3, and it yeah. couldn't handle the weight of the big cast iron five-cylinder. So I had, like, a bunch of uh, checker auto parts. Oh, no. Oh, I missed checker. I had a bunch of those things just wound into the front springs. Didn't do it any favors, but that car drove nice. Um, but yeah, sound systems were probably the biggest one. Yeah, for me, it's what I'm into now. Um, I... I'm okay. Like, I'll, as wild as you can make a car, like let's make it happen. But I, I care much more about fit and finish than I do even performance. Like, I want this car to be like. And I yell at him a lot more. <laughs> like I would, well, That's fair. If I can make a thousand horsepower on yeah. a car, and but my power band is as smooth as possible, I would rather have a smooth power band than a thousand horsepower. Yeah, like, area under the curve. Yeah, like yeah. like I want things to be as smooth and predictable as possible because I want to be able to drive to work frustrated and still uh, come home frustrated and hoon the piss out of my car, make a dude with a, like a Porsche 911 angry and still be able to go over a pothole <laughs> hitting myself. Well, yeah. I even yes. remember like three years ago when I had my Accord, he wanted to do all the things like he did in high school to like Boris to my car. And right. I wake up having nightmares that he just lowered my Accord without asking me. <laughs> and I like... <laughs> scream at him the next day like you're not touching my car <laughs> and then i went on vacation i came back to my entire dashboard being disassembled to be fair to be fair that's because it stopped working and it, it you it didn't did, call me it, yeah i don't want to bother you i don't want to worry you because i know you have anxiety i don't want to give you an anxiety attack oh. while you're in florida that's anyway. why i have medication oh my it's gosh so God. Yeah, that was modifying. still the most hilarious thing that's happened to me in the last decade was coming home to my car disassembled so and being like, um, I was did just somebody break to into my car? There's a, there's a 190. That car is awesome. Mm. So I there, there was my daily driver in 2009, my one, uh, 1987 190D 2.5 turbo. It had the Cosworth 16-valve interior in it. It had chrome AMG monoblocks. Chrome wasn't my favorite thing, but oh god, those are chrome. That that, that has and to that's at, that's at the. Oh, I got um, pulled over all the time in that car. That's the shop that <laughs> Chunky Kitty. Yeah, Buff Kitty lives Buff across Kitty. the street. This is the old shop here. Good memories for sure. Yeah, I had uh, I had Boris Yeltsin my Accord named yep. it after. It had the, the, the rising sun under the hood. Oh, Should I awesome. find a find a picture of Boris on Facebook? Yeah, if you can pop yeah, a link you, into it, we can find open one. That yeah, up. you find one where it was once I'd lowered it because I know a bunch of photos like I'm, before I'd lowered Facebook it. Facebook link is fine too. I can pull it up on my account here. Um, but yeah, so we yeah that was my big thing was Boris. That's why I was driving. Um, I bought a Supra soon after, probably about 2010. I had a Supra. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so... My Sienna was three years old. Yeah, you, it, and then, yeah, Jenny, you weren't driving yet, but... No, I, w- I had my... Well, because I would have turned 15 that November, so I was... You also had the Just MR2. got my permit. I did have... Yeah, I actually had the second MR2, because the first one got totaled yeah, in 08. Yeah, got in 08. Yeah. And then I... Jimmy I, Demos, right? Yeah, I was helping him out. Um, yeah, so I bought the replacement shell in 09, and I got it running in the new shell in 2010 and i think i painted it like myself you literally have it an album people. on facebook mm-hmm. ryan called born yeltsin cb7 cb7 no that won't have all the photos if you go to my profile pictures there's me one of the car lowered i know for a fact well i'm just gonna do the one of i the think it's in your cover photos hood. that was one of my cover photos honey just go to my cover photos maybe It'll i be can one find of, my, it. of the car lowered this car looked <laughs> awesome it was lowered um uh, i you had the uh the enki enki uh RS nines, okay. RS nines. That's yep. what they were. But so you had your, you had the MR two, you had, had the the one ninety. Yep. You had about 
dozen not running Mercedes parked behind your garage. I did, yeah. So I had the W126 engine donor for Blubski. Yep. It did have Blubski at the time. Yeah. It was still a diesel. Yes, you did. Um, I remember going to Cars and Coffee. It was the slowest ride of my life. Yeah, like, that car, did. it did the quarter mile before it did 60. Yeah. It was, this is not in your cover photos. Nuts. All right, let's um, move my profile photos. I'll check that. But yeah, that was... Oh man, I had the I had the cashmere beige or whatever they called it, eighty eight two point three with the oxblood red interior. That's a good. good I had interior. a red eighty five one ninety e. That was my winter beater. I remember that. that. My, uh, my ex ruined somehow. I, I remember once. driving that, and I, was, I drove it back on I, two cylinders without I power steering. Facebook messaged it to you. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, there it is. Fine. That's that's with, it. before it was lowered. Uh, yeah, I can't full screen this here, unfortunately. Chris Spangler, before he became Fluxy, the uh, world-renowned uh, drone racer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's that car. Yep. Oh, Boris. I love that car. I think it's so photo? awesome. Oh, yeah. Beauty. <laughs> before I had Photoshop. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, that's when I washed the car in... Uh, March, early March, and I got pneumonia. <laughs> I remember. I was that. dating Tina Rob, and she broke up with me while I had pneumonia. And I'm oh, like, damn man. it! I was oh. like, I wasn't even mad that I had pneumonia. I'm just like, damn it! She broke up with me. Oh, Boris! I wasn't even that mad. <laughs> anyway, so that's that was Ryan's uh, daily in 2009. Yes, Do you have was. a photo of your Mazda on there now, so I can show people what you currently yeah. drive? Yes, I should. Yeah, right there. If you go to my photos, it's right there. Oh, That's my Mazda now. So now I drive a minivan. So there is Ryan's current daily, the manual Mazda 5. Yes. I think it's so epic. And now instead of having drone racers comment on my photos, I've got ladies commenting on my photos. <laughs> I don't think I have anyone commenting on my photos. I don't know if I even have a picture on there. there, there there's my daily driver next to I a shitty. I have photos. Yeah, nobody, nobody boring Tesla. <clears throat> You don't post that many pictures of Bandit, unfortunately. No, I do. I think I have posted one or two, like, on accident. That were, anyway, I probably like, inadvertently sidetracked us on um, those. Anyway, so... Uh, if I the, find a picture of my CNO. The automotive industry in 2009 versus now, while well, Jan is finding a photo of her car. Uh, well, now it's just a hot mess of people commoditizing everything and ignoring... What people the, want. Right. What, oh, my God. Getting rid of cars, ignoring electric electrification, getting rid of manuals. In 2009, you could get a stick in everything. You yeah. could. That was a big thing. It was 2009. Everything. And they were all modern cars that were reliable, except for the VQ. Um, and the... And the uh, GTR. And the, the GTI. And the... Oh, oh. The 202. Oh, yeah. Was that the first year of the TSI in 09? No, it was 2006. No, it was the FSI. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 2009 would be a TSI, yeah. Okay. FSI and TSI, trust me, neither one of them are. You don't want either, but if you're going to pick one, pick the FSI because you can fix it. The FSI, you can make 200,000 miles. The TSI dies at 80. If you do followers and you do the 1.8T pump and balance shaft on an FSI, you can get them pretty reliable. Pretty reliable. Pretty reliable. They're still not good. Don't buy one. Because they still have the cylinder heads that shred themselves apart. Oh, yeah. Which Volkswagen Auto Group still has not figured out metallurgy in 10 years. Still terrible. Yeah, so. still awful. <laughs> Those um, engines are still just as terrifying. So, it's, Volkswagen hasn't changed that much. They got they they just got caught. Right, that was their thing. Same thing with like Nissan, Honda. Um, two thousand nine. It was the dying breath of Honda being an okay car company because they the K series was already long in the tooth in oh nine. Well, the K series was still their thing. It right. wasn't long in the tooth. It was still their big thing. Well, it but, was, but it came out in oh three. 
Yeah. Honda had previously kept the D series since the I know, mid-80s. but it's still a long run for an engine. Yeah, uh, Honda Honda takes their engines last a long time. I mean, the J series came out in the nineties. Well, I understand that, but look at the B series. I mean, that really didn't last all that long. The B series was nineteen eighty-seven till no, sorry, nineteen eighty-five until I don't know. They had uh, eighty-five. Yeah, the, in the Prelude, hmm. um, they were nineteen H. Nope, hmm. uh, they replaced with the H when they made the Prelude bigger. Ah. Um, no, the B-Series was 1985 to like 2001. I gotcha. Oh. No, no, 2003 when they did the second generation CRV. Yep, yeah, I think, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Honda was kind of, they're in their dying breath because the S2000 was still around. Mm-hmm. You still had the... And the AP1 S2000. Yeah, the ninth generation Civic. Uh, the fifth gen Prelude, which I still actually really like how that looks. That, that died already. That died in... Oh, you're right. Yeah, God, was, I don't know. I was thinking 99. I'm dumb. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. No, Jeez. I mean, Honda was still like... Uh, actually, I think that was probably the peak of modern Honda. 2002 was the peak of, of, of Honda. cars. No, no of cars. Yeah, that's true. Of modern cars, 2002 was the peak. But say of, of Honda, 2009, they were still really good because you can get a manual first-generation Civic or Fit. Oh, yeah. You could get the... Um, the Mugen SI still. Mm-hmm. You get the S2000 still. You can get a Honda Accord V6, V6 or four-cylinder with the manual. Yeah. You can get a lot of good stuff there. You can get a manual CRV, manual element. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good stuff at Honda. 09, could you get a manual element still? Yes. Okay. Uh, Honda was really good in 09. Yeah. Um, uh, everything, except for the Pilot, which is trash. You could, the writing was on the wall, though. Yeah. Oh, it's because they had nothing new in the pipeline. Toyota, however, was awful. Awful, yeah, oh awful, my god. Did they make awful. anything good in 09? No! They made nothing good. Toyota was hot trash in 2009. The Celica were... was dead. The MR2 was dead. The Supra was dead. The good Corolla was dead. The Yeah, the FRS wasn't out yet. The TC sucked. TC the was XB terrible. The XB was like, okay. That was the second gen at that point. That oh, was a terrible sucked. vehicle. Yeah. There was nothing good that Toyota made. Wow. Uh, I, I did find a picture of Bandit. FJ. Oh, there we go. Jan, FJ. Jan's got a picture of Bandit. Put, Here, the, the, really this is this is the coolest car that's available notes. by Toyota. Yeah. This is the coolest vehicle available from Toyota um, in 2009. Was <laughs> that no filthy, FJ filthy Cruiser van. was way cooler. Oh, okay. Than and, and that the was FJ. the one interesting product they had. Yeah, and this, this is like, like, that's how dirty my car always is because I'm always driving on dirt roads. Oh, also... And um, then Ryan washes it occasionally. <laughs> we should also note um, that the V6 RAV4 Oh, around you're right. With the 3.5. I'm also surprised yeah, that... Those very were overpowered 30 vehicle. MPG and like 5.5 to 60. Like, those were They were good. faster than a WRX that year. In 2009, oh, yeah. in 2009 a uh, Toyota... Crossover was faster than WRX 060. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. Okay, I, fine. So they made I guess some back good stuff. in 2009. Just nothing, my, no good cars. My Sienna still had a bumper. That's yeah. a Rover? No, it's... Uh, I don't know if that's a super delayed comment. I think we, it's a delayed comment. Yeah. Um, it is a Toyota Sienna. How much is a Ford X-Boer? I have no idea what that is. I have no idea what that Sorry, is. Sorry, chat. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um. Anyway, so... So the uh, yeah. So also, I do want to note, Subaru in two thousand nine still made cool cars. Now they make money. 
And Mazda yeah, was... Yeah, that didn't make anything good in 2009. You could also get my van in 2009. Oh, you could get manual yeah. Mazda 5 in 2009. You could that get a really brand cool. new six-speed manual E91 rear-wheel drive in 2009. Yes, you could. Now, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. What cool cars can you get today? That you couldn't get in 09? Yes. Mirage? Yeah. You can, you can get Fiat a Mirage. 500? Yep. Yes. Well, I actually kind of can't get that now. Fiat 124? Uh, a good convertible did not exist in 2009. Outside. Yeah. No, actually they did. The NC was okay. The NC was fat. Um, it was The okay. S2000 was really long. It, it was, wasn't it dead in 09? I think it was 2010. You I, might be right, yeah. Um, the writing was on the wall for it, though. The NSX you can get. The yeah. Supra you can get. The, oh, yeah, the, the BM Dupra is really good. Yeah. Um, oh, the Genesis G70. Like yes. that, the mid-size, good six-speed car. Hyundai, well, kinda... Hyundai got their shit together. Oh, dude. Hyundai 09 and Hyundai now? Man. You can get a third-gen Sienna now. Cool. Yeah, you're not paying us. Who is so that? I don't know. Sound like a troll. Okay. Well, cool. if we're <clears throat> successful enough to get a solitary troll, I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, it's whatever. Um... But anyway, yeah. So the um, yeah, I, yeah. There's there's like a lot of like cool stuff that actually has come out, but we don't really think about it. And I think it's like the Koreans have really gotten their shit together. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the last ten years, I mean, they've figured out. Well, they poached all the good design people, the engineering people from German companies. Mm-hmm. They figured out suspension tuning. They figured out powertrains. They figured out packaging. They haven't figured out the dealership experience. Yet. American cars got really good and then really shitty again, in the last ten years. Yeah, well, now there aren't any American cars. But, I mean, that's, I mean, shitty. Like, American manufacturers got really good. Like, they made the Fist and the Focus ST. Those were all quite a bit after 09. No, it was in the interim. In the interim, like, they made all that cool stuff. And they've gone back to being shitty again. Yeah, like the Coyote, the Voodoo, all the ST, all the RS products. So, um, then you have the... um, yeah, the even GM made some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the Camaro came back. Yeah, the ZL1, like, the C7 was really good. Yeah, like they, uh, GM's actually made some decent things. What I, I get, they've had some interesting car uh, cruise Cry- diesel Chrysler, night and day. Oh, dude, Chrysler's they, actually they, been pretty they went, good. They went from being literally having um, it, 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 this M Legacy guys. Oh my god. No, M Legacy guys asking which cars we drive. This Wang guy guy is a troll. Um, Ryan drives a Mazda 5 manual. I drive a Tesla Model S. For dailies. I and drive then we have a 2006 Toyota Sienna. It's Woo-woo. the best thing in the world. I also have a 1990 Cressida, a 1991 Civic, um, a 1986 Super GL10. Shannon's I have got two 80s Accords. Yeah. Because I have a problem. I have too many things to list. <laughs> yeah. Ber- oh, Burr's yeah. list is available on a Google Doc somewhere in the Yeah. Internet. If you like 80s or 90s BMW cars and that are really good, I have them. You yeah. also have a Ferrari. And, and a Ferrari, Ferrari yeah. 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 So, uh, but anyway, name it. He's probably owned it or several versions of it. Anywho, back to. But that. anyway, so yeah, yeah. I mean, like the yeah. the American cars are uh, they've gotten a lot better. Chrysler, night Chrysler and was day. on the verge of death in '09, and yeah. they're they're hopping now. Yeah, they they are really doing well. Um, we didn't have Fiat at all. I know. Yeah, I mentioned the 500. But yeah, FCA, when when did Scott get the 2012? Fiat? And that was the yeah. first. Actually, he got his car in 2011, 12 model year. So yeah. Fiat's been here uh, since 2011. By the way, so the um, yeah, so there, there's like a, a lot of like really really good Chryslers. They do a wheelie now, which is cool. That is yeah, cool. the Demon, <laughs> and they come with that one dollar crate full of like yes. a better ECU and tires. Oh, what, Thanks, what Mike was Legacy. it? Thanks for uh, hey, no problem, man. James May just 
opened uh, Yaris meant for the... Oh, yes, yes. James May did that. Well, <laughs> that. Like, that wouldn't have happened crazy. in 2009. No, but that wasn't the car manufacturer. That was hey, James Big May. Hey, Big Legacy drives a yacht. Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> That's I, actually I also really cool. have a BMW 8 Series. I've He's got, got an older one. 92 850i 6B. Do you think one of these cameras could reach where it is? Because you can no, almost see it. I don't no. want to mess with okay. them. Mess with their format, but... You can, um, like just imagine it's yeah feel free to post a picture of your car on the carbocharge facebook and we can respond to you directly there yes that'd be really cool um but yeah so the uh yeah the automotive industry i will say for like american korean cars is way better oh yeah for japan and europe has gotten way worse pretty much like yeah mitsubishi from making like the evo yeah. Oh God. <laughs> to the Eclipse Cross. The like, Evo 10. Like, oh was, my. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. And how far can you fall and how many branches can you hit on the way down? <laughs> the answer is an awful lot of them. Uh, I want to talk about car culture because this one's actually really important. Oh, uh, yeah. Because this has had like a quantum shift. Um, I keep seeing a lot of Facebook posts about this. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So in 2009, a lot of people are really glorifying a lot of things. Yeah. What I'm going to say... 2009, the Honda community was absolutely 100% its peak. We were completely beyond body kits. You had, like, the best builds in the world happening in 2009. Because mm-hmm. in 2009, you had Big Mike. In 2009, you had JDM Wong. In 2009, you still had Busy Moto tuning Hondas. Mm-hmm. There was so much good stuff happening at um, – at DPK, David, and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of really good Honda stuff that was happening in 2009. Um, however, what I think has happened is, kind of like with me, with my whole mindset on cars, moving from a, uh, like a, a just tune it, make it fast, to um, a preservation yeah. style... That was beginning to like kind of like percolate and like I think we've seen a lot of that even in our own preferences. Yeah, and that, that was really percolating because like you were hunting down rare Euro parts. Well, I mean that's the thing. I was tripping over these cars that were just full of the good stuff back in the day. Yeah, and yeah. I was parting them out, and I had all this like super rare stuff. I timed out that guy. Good. Um, but yeah, now it's like if I had some of the parts and parts cars that I had back ten years ago, I'd be like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> like, I can't even find that right now. Like, yeah, it'd be really good to have, yeah. Like, like even the, the stuff I put into the Same here. My my manual uh Igor, my manual yeah. Accord parts car. Like well, even your, your CRX and that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Like parts mm-hmm. on that I'm sure are harder to find now. Oh yeah. yeah. Well yeah, so. and that is totally yeah. down. So. But I mean, um no that car still exists. It's just got a B series in it and it's being hooned somewhere in Rochester. Car is li- living on. <laughs> um, oh good. Yeah. Not that I care. I, I think that the Japanese tuner community um, has kind of gone from being the in vogue thing mm-hmm. for a lot of their cars to being more of like the kind of where the Euro scene was, the classic Euro scene was in 2009. Where now we're kind of we've pivoted from being the cool tuner thing mm-hmm. to being the up and coming collector thing. Another thing I've noticed, and we noticed this at Monterey Car Week last year, is that collectors are starting to recognize Japanese yes, cars. That's they huge. Are. That yep. is huge. The the Japanese and that that's kind of what I was getting at. It went from being the tuner car thing where it's like this is a great deal yeah. to being like I need to get this now. Right. Yeah. Like it used to be 2009 you know, it was you know Easy E and uh Boys in the Hood used to say uh wreck the 64 throw it in the gutter gutter 
go buy another. Mm. Okay. You could do that with an EG Civic in 2009. You could do that with A30s too. Yeah, like, like, late model coupes, like no problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like I remember 2009 street racing in 2009, uh, University Avenue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I would be able to walk two blocks straight and get nothing but eg civics mm-hmm. like you would you might find an rsx or like an, a da integra right i remember when those were new i'm like these are going to become what the civic is today yeah it's going to be weird and <laughs> now when you go out street racing it's like a handful of ep3s some really clapped out like 08 civics like Guys it kind of sucks and Camaros. yeah it kind of sucks a lot a lot of g35s i've found in the bmw community like 09 was like the 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 peak of forums Yes, it was. Car forums. Yep. Huge. Now I, everything is Facebook and people just meme posting and like, yeah. you on here, bro? They've made it. The barrier to entry is too low for internet car content right now. Yes. And I mean, that's proof of carbitrage, right? Yes. But <laughs> so this is this is one thing. I, I do want to note this. Okay. Uh, coming from the Honda community, mm-hmm. uh, Japanese cars, 2009, you had the forum community. The Honda form was on fire. Oh, Everybody yeah. was all talking about the same thing. So you had a very pinpoint focus. There was one thing that you had a magnifying glass on this lighting the carpet underneath it on fire. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you had a CB7 Accord, like, to get recognized, you had to have, like, a red leather interior with JDM single-piece headlights on a gray market CB3 chassis with four-wheel steering. Good lord. Like, you had to have, like, the weirdest combination of, like, super cool parts. But today, and, like, that's the thing. is like, a lot of, like, like Mugens and Spoon were just, like, on, like, it was unbelievable. Like, a Mugen shift knob, like, you could buy on a forum in 2009 for, like, 500 bucks to get, like, the shift knob yeah. in my Civic. I know. Uh, but today, um, today, there's a, it's, a, it's different. And not in a bad way. Because... While Mugen and Spoon are still very cool, mm-hmm. there's a lot more of that since that low barrier of entry. A lot of people are saying, hey, let's talk about Bilbo wheels or let's talk about uh, AC Courget. And like, we've got a lot of new companies now, too, that are a little more startups. Yes. And the, the bar- uh, like the, what, what's required to manufacture, store, and propagate parts mm-hmm. like that has changed a lot yes. in that and amount of time. I, I think it's the availability of a lot of these rare parts and mm-hmm. of boutique parts and, you know, and let's the spoke say, parts are very, are very, are very, a lot better now. The parts that come on cars mm-hmm. are Way also better. quite a bit better now yeah. than they yes. used to be. Much better. Um, and then also with the aftermarket community again, um, going back to the Japanese cars, quality has improved so much. All those years across the board. All I mean, those look at, years. Look at KDM cars. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, look no further in the last ten years. Like Honda has definitely improved significantly yeah. because they have to to keep pace mm-hmm. with their competition. Yeah. But oh, like yeah. Germany, I'd say, has stagnated or gotten worse. Yes, Germany has gotten objectively worse. Like across, yeah. Again, I hate using the term across the board over and over and over again. There's not much good coming out of Germany right now. Not and really. And like we mentioned with the G35s, like when you were ro- rolling with your dads, it was like pretty cool. But now you just see them in the condition your dad's was when you sold it, like just totally clapped out. Yeah, that's the thing. My my dad right. had a, a very rare because I got I was able to get him into a super like just bonkers good deal for a uh, Nismo sedan mm-hmm. with the rarest factory wheels, white pearl on black. It was the rarest combination of everything you could get on G35. Sure. Uh, in his car, like 
you could drive around and break necks with it. Yeah. But I mean, today Just you that. still could if it. If yeah, it back when that car was brand new, yeah. it really yeah. did stand out. You know, LED taillights and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it did all that the, really the cool new stuff. Yeah. Style language. Just, and that yeah. was just around 2009 too. Yeah, he right? got that in 2010. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that that chassis came out of four, I think. Yeah, he, and his no oh, oh, three. Oh, three. Yeah, I know, and I was so shocked when I saw my next door neighbor get that as his first car, because to me that was like a brand new car, and I was like, right. Wait, wh- I was like, why did he get a brand new car? And I just <laughs> you got to talk about Sienna. the illusion of cost car, yeah. like a G thirty five back in the late to the yeah. late noughties was like pretty good. That's like yeah. what the Boxster was for me a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like people really thought it was an expensive I, I, I think car. another thing is let's talk about the cars that break necks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in 2009, well, it's not really automotive industry stuff. But no, though. I mean, well, it, you know, just like in the community, the car would break sure. a neck at a car show. Mm-hmm. In 2009 was, you know, the well, the think G35. back to cars and coffee. Yeah, yeah. the the, <laughs> the G35, mm-hmm. um the you know, I got like what, what? What was even I'm like thinking. super wild? Like for like I think for we still Euros. cared about exotics in 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think if an F430 came, up, and you you would probably look at it. Yeah. But like for me in in 09, I was still like drooling over F355s. Yeah, well, I mean like, that. Yeah, but I mean an like open, uh, an open headlight NSX first gen. Yes, that that would that would break that break would break my neck. neck. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people took the Supras. NSXs, the Japanese mm-hmm. muscle cars are granted. Yeah. I think a lot of people took the F three two five for granted. Um the three oh eight nobody cared about. No, and they they do now. Yeah. yeah. The air cooled nine elevens nobody cared about. Was, That's true. That's yeah, actually a really nobody, good point. In twenty ten you could pick up a pretty pretty yeah, okay air cooled cargo for like nine grand. Yeah, nobody gave a shit. Um a lot of the cars that people did care about in two thousand nine that people no longer care about. Yeah. I would say uh, the Mustang. Oh yeah. Number one, the C7 was that, or sorry, a C6 is a firm number two for I, cars that people don't really care about anymore. Like you could drive a C6 into a car show and nobody will. I think you. the Mustang has gotten significantly more popular. Well, no, no, that year, the 2009. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mustang. That I don't know what year the uh, TIVCT Coyote came in. It would have been a little after that, I think. So yeah, that, that still that, that, was been a, that was after the four point six. Yeah, so it, it was an American car. Is that right? Like, it was. It was a good looking car, but it's still a stick axle. It's still a four gen, six. First generation Chrysler three hundred C Hemi. Yeah, those are nobody those are early. Oh five. Nobody cares about that anymore. Well, it's because they're all broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single one of those things has had like a one missed oil change, and those Gen five mm-hmm. Hemis just yep. don't handle it. They just don't. Yeah, and that that's a car nobody cares about. Um, but yeah, so it's um, there, there's there's like just a lot of stuff that like was once cool. I think what that is is the very bro cars. I think today. If we look at the very bro cars today, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that people aren't going to care about. Nobody's going to care about a Ford Raptor in 10 years. Uh, I think they might, but it would be a first gen. The second gen's the second a gen, commodity. Right. Nobody's it, care the about first it. one, it's like the, the first and second gen Lightning almost. Yeah. It's like one of them is going to overshadow car. the Another other. Another car I've not seen at a car show. I haven't no. seen a first gen Lightning since one lived in my neighborhood back uh, I've not day. seen the <laughs> SRT10 Ram. Not seen that. Although that one people more care. The Electric Adventure Show. I don't know. I don't know what that is. There's a a show called Fully Charged Live in Austin, Texas in February. That's probably the biggest electric vehicle show. Eric's responding to the commenter. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so do you think it's been a net positive change over the years? No. Uh, I think 
for the Japanese car I think community. cars are better, but I, I, I just don't care. What about the aftermarket community? I think, I think that's worse now. Yeah. I, I think for Japanese cars specifically, the one place that's gotten better, I think that's gotten better well, for Japanese Everyone cars. went from making boutique performance parts to tunes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the other thing is we, 2009 specifically, you, mm-hmm. had, you had the recession. So 2009 you had... Oh, wait. All right, so Gretti, Apexi, um, HKS USA. Um, God, there's a ton. I'm, I'm, APC went out. Uh, there's a lot of companies that just ta- that went out of business in 2009 during the recession. Like in 2000, by 2012, you were down to like anything Mac and Industries, Turn Ten, or uh, Motivicity could import, and then like a handful of small companies like MA Performance. Yeah, but then. I think weeding out the boutique is sometimes a good thing too. Mm-hmm. That's true because it, it brings it, that that brings mm-hmm. new life. You know, if it but, wasn't for World War II, we would still be talking about Coach Built. As opposed to talking about you know hot right. rods like that. But I think when they went into survival mode after the 08 recession, yeah, we didn't necessarily like get it back. Like we've seen a couple stories now where like the body kit manufacturers are repopping some of their old kits. To oh, re- yeah. 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 And things like that. So it, it has changed. I think cars have gotten better quality. And, I mean, the fact that we have the electric boom has started mm-hmm. massively propagated and is now mainstream in that 10-year in that yeah. span. At, in, That's in 2009, you, like, you couldn't, Nobody couldn't get any of that. And like not only the, that, the Leaf know, and the Volt were kind of first to market. Oh, yeah. and they're, well, that's the thing is, like, 2009 electric cars, you had the Imaev. <laughs> Like, nobody cares. Yeah, right? no, nobody wants that 13-kilowatt-hour thing that looks like an EV. There's no sex appeal. You had a yeah. Tesla Roadster, a first That's gen, true. Which was cool, mm-hmm. but realistically... 2010. No, it was 2009. Was it? Yeah. But, okay. um, uh, you know what? That was cool, but in the grand scheme of things, again... <laughs> like, well, I mean, was... that, those were really rad, but they weren't mainstream, so no. you couldn't care about it. Like, good luck charging that thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> um <clears throat> There's a, one of my favorite things about Road America. There is a legacy Tesla Roadster charger That's at hilarious. the track. That's awesome. Doesn't work with any other EV. <laughs> it's just nothing. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. That's awesome. It's, it looks almost like a European Type 2 charge connector, but I was up there and I was on um, the app where it shows you all the chargers last time. And, I'm and just you're like, like, oh, wait. Tesla what? Roadster so, charger. We can say handily the electric car market's night and day better. Um, I would say. Yeah, my neighbor got one April seventh, yes. two thousand nine. I remember that. Yeah, this was the first one in the Midwest. The so. first one I ever saw. Yeah, it's a cool very, car. Very cool car. Very cool car. Uh, very cool. But I would say the the electric car market, the Japanese car market, have gotten way better. Mm-hmm. Importing cars. German way, car way, market's way gotten better. way worse. Yeah, way. But I mean, like importing cars personally, classic imports. Well, it's because the the caliber of vehicle that's outside of that window is better. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, the companies that came with that, mm-hmm. it's so much. It's just a better experience because in 2009, you did not have top rank. You didn't have anybody like that that was, you know, going to sit there and, like, actually is accountable for what they bring in. Sure. It was, yeah, like, a couple of fly-by-night people. random people in Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, the professionalism, sorry, professionalism, not professionalism. Yeah, professionalism uh, has, has gotten, gotten a lot, a lot better. better, and especially the aftermarket and the import community. Like, and if you, if somebody asked you to import a car in 09, you would think it's a drug deal. Yeah. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, no big deal. I remember <laughs> the very first imported car I ever saw, um, like, legally imported car, 
was a right hand drive A86. And the dude's like, none of it works. It's made of rust. This thing sucks. And I hate the guy. I paid 20 grand. From. Yeah, no, the guy paid like, seriously, 30 grand bought us some like crack it on Craigslist. Like, it, it was awful. But like now, it's like, you can pay 30 grand to get an R32 GTR with like a full dealer record. Like, top oh, rank has gone really through nice the whole one. car. Yeah. Like, that gets you a lot. Well, you can maybe buy not, it and drive it back. It, 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 I'm maybe not GTR anymore because the GTR You can get, like, seven Nissan Pals. Like, get a, a, a world's best GTST then. Yeah, that's the thing. You get the world's best GTST for th- for $30,000. Uh, but that's the thing is, like, you can. Like, if mm-hmm. I wanted to import a weirdo car, like, if I wanted to import, maybe not Twingo, but say, like, I wanted to import, import a Renault Rimport, Rimport. Rimport. It's like import, Rembrandt. Yeah. If I wanted to import a Renault 5 Turbo, like, 2. Sure. Yeah. That would be a nightmare. Because it's an expensive car mm-hmm. that I would have nobody to help me with. I'd be totally in the dark. And there's a high likelihood but I wouldn't a, be able to get my it's car. It's a homologation car, so it's probably going to be really well looked after. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is actually getting the car to America to use mm-hmm. it and title it would right. be just the worst experience of my life. I need a lawyer. It'd be terrible. Oh, back in the day, yeah. But, yeah. like, today I'm like, hey – like top rank ship it to me (laughs) i got this one car can you find it for me They're like yeah and they give me a call like uh, two months later and be like hey we found it i go cool how much is it go 40 grand i'm like what's the extra 10 grand they're like we we made sure it was legal we made sure that all the numbers are matching we made sure all the work was done on it Mm -hmm. and you can drive from california (laughs) we saved you the 10 grand you would have to otherwise spend to have a worse car yeah you, you can drive it from the port of la to your house in northern in like northeast maine uh, like, it, and not have it break down. And if it does break down, give me a call. We'll help you. Yeah. Top like, Rank is very much a pay more to get more company. Mm-hmm. That, that's what you have available. Like, mm-hmm. that didn't exist in 2009. Like, well, that's I mean, huge. it kind of did, but it was, again, it was a, it was like a subculture, and mm-hmm. it was very small volume. Yeah. It was, it was still considered gray market, uh, largely, because a lot of these cars were... The 25-year import rule. Still but, right. I mean, even with the with the 25-year import rule, like... You you would still have that butt pucker whenever you have to go to the DMV. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And like, like to, a lot of those cars weren't world cars, so like trying no. to service any of that stuff. And that's the thing is like today, like just take your GTR like to the DMV, go slap some tabs on it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go take your GTR to the Nissan dealership. Like go get a part for it. Like they won't care. Like it's just a thing, and it's amazing. Like, and the sad part of that is, if you have a car that was originally purchased in this country, like an E30 M3, you yeah. cannot order half the parts for that car at a dealership in the United States because you have a U.S. VIN. Also, another thing we should also note: hmm. uh, historic parts have gotten available. Well, for Japanese stuff, yeah. But Mercedes, way worse for BMW. But I mean, well, okay, some BMW sucks as a whole. Like, let's. <laughs> I think it's worse overall, honestly, in Germany. Yeah, Germany sucks. Okay. So, but I mean, like, you can now get an entire Miata from Mazda again. Mm-hmm. In a Miata. You can get an entire R32 from Nissan. You can Do you get... think that's because the boomers are more into them now? No, I think it's because more millennials and more Gen Xers are taking the positions that boomers had. Okay. Yeah. I think that that's, that's the big thing. Uh, you can still get the boomer car stuff because that works on these cars. Yeah. Because, like, it used to be able to, like, get like, a small box Chevy crate, and you still can mm-hmm. from the dealer. Dude, I you think, can get one of those from O'Reilly for $1,200. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, a, a all-GM part one. Oh, I gotcha. That's what I mean. But I think outside of, outside of Germany, it's gotten better. I, yeah, probably true. Just from my experience, the things I deal with, it's yeah. been it's you been a little bit worse. Right. So. How I was it importing, PBR. you know, uh, 
Yeah. Brexit. Brexit. Super yeah. easy. Uh, the hardest part is honestly buying the car overseas. Yeah. Like finding somebody that's willing to deal with that. And um, just arranging for it to get to a port and then get out of the port. Yeah. Like the paperwork is really easy. Titling it is just like any other car. There's just a special form. Again, I used an importer, so I don't have to do any of that work. But you, you could do that. Absolutely. And, then and I it, think the information's out there now, too. So if you, if you put your mind to it and you had a week of time, you could easily do it. And I think that that's why, like, when I say outside of German car, like OEM, mm-hmm. the automotive world's gotten better. It has. I and think it's a, it's a net positive. Really, the only huge downside I'm seeing is death of manual transmission, but we're getting mm-hmm. EV now. So it's yeah. like, I don't even really care that so much. We've got all the good product. And also, we had a huge resurgence just before they died. Yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, I do want to note one other small item before okay. we kind of move on from this. Um, Lowriders. Sorry, the, the, I got the wobbly chair. <laughs> that's fine. Lowriders have gone mainstream again. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I love that mm-hmm. because lowriders are that thing that get the next generation into cars. Mm. That's that thing that goes, look how cool that is. Like a lowrider is like that thing that's no. like grab people's it, attention. It's something that definitely will get people's attention and get them into cars, but it's not the thing. Well, that's what I mean. It, it, it represents the thing. It's the thing that's going to be, that's going to grab people's attention. I think the thing is electric cars. Yeah, yeah EV, EVs will be I the thing be that, that they do, mm-hmm. but I think that the, th- the thing that like, gets interest is going to be the thing that grabs your attention. Well, it's the and most different, certainly. The most different. And I think it's the the quality of work is the lowriders mm-hmm. have That's always... second to none, yeah. They've always been in the background setting a bar for quality. Mm-hmm. So in 2009, we talked about how, you know, Toyota marketed at younger people through, like, Scion. The, the Scion and, you know, other brands tried to mimic that as well. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know... What, how would car companies today, like Tesla or whatever, like an electric car company, market to Sorry. those guys now, 10 years later? How would, 10 years later, yeah. how would you market to young people? Yeah, like what celebrity endorsements or I, whatever. I think, look at what Cyan was doing 10 that's years a, that's ago. That's a good and point. How would, they, how would they do yeah. it today? Uh, first off, I think um, instead of like no haggling, because like that's expected, um, your financing is going to be more important because mm-hmm. and insurance costs, yeah, frankly, insurance for young costs. people, that's a insurance big deal. is going to be unbelievable, but financing and insurance are the two things that get young people into cars. I think the, the use of the internet for car sales has yep. gotten significantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as celebrities, nobody cares about will I am. No, no, nobody cares about Kanye West. <laughs> I think, uh, if you're going to have a car sale and you're going to have some sort of celebrity endorsement, first off, don't, um, because that never That was works. just like an example. Like, but no, what I, do you think they would do? I, I think if they were to they use should. some sort of celebrity, it's to be somebody that's to be more attainable. Uh, Rich Brian, the rapper, I think would be something. Uh, Chance the rapper. Um, you're going to be getting somebody that's, instead of being like super bougie, you're going to have somebody that's going to be like a SoundCloud artist. So like Robert Parker, if like if Tesla's trying to, market a car to young people, they should seriously be looking into like Laser Hawker or Robert Parker for doing music in the background on a commercial mm-hmm. as opposed to... I know, I'm hearing a lot of Lizzo too. Yeah, a lot of Lizzo, stuff like that. Like you're going to want to, you're going to want something that's a little bit more down to earth, like something that's not a huge star. Because in 2009, everything was about like the biggest celebrity, like, oh my God. It was God. Shaq selling Buicks. Yeah. yeah, like you'd have these like crazy celebrities like Tiger Woods and it's like, no, like I want somebody attainable. 
Like, let me go, like, spend an hour and a half walking around the car show with this person. Like, that's what I want. Yeah, so I you want, want like, like, somebody, like, indie almost. Yeah, like, like a big mic. I would rather have a big mic than Chip Foose sell me a car. Like, I want somebody that's going to be more of an indie. And that's something that's been very, a, very much a millennial thing. Because when we were in high school, that's what we were into was the indie band. So... I hate to hijack this, but I'm getting low battery in the recorder, so nope, I just want to punch through the last topic. Next and... topic, yeah. Jan- Jana just raised a good point. So no, we're, we're good. I just want to make sure that our audio recording stays all the way through. So uh, I want to talk about the BMW i Division. It's kind of funny. Get that? Uh, they have been long since hinting at some expansions for this brand that came out back in 2012 with the i3 and the i8. And they've got official specs for the next, vi- well... One of the next two vehicles that they're announcing, this one's called the i4. A little confusing because it is based on the G23 series. Who cares, kind of? But they're going to do an iX3 before this as well, probably sharing the this same drive. This is BMW making up names. Crossovers, yeah. But this is a sedan, which is cool. It's That's actually cool. All-wheel right. drive, 530 horsepower. Electric. Electric, okay. 0 to 16 4 seconds, can and get, 80 kilowatt hour battery. Can you get like a cheap one that's rear-wheel drive? No. Don't care. At some point, probably. But, the, of course, the launch ones, they have to be the profitable ones. Yeah. So this is competing with the Model uh, Model 3 long range. I love how I you're looking take... at this BMW and there's an ad for Subaru. Yeah. Oh, let me just scroll down a little <laughs> bit here. Thanks. So, I, again, like the technology, I'm really glad. BMW had the electric car production industry by the balls in 2012. Mm-hmm. They had it figured out. They had composites. Yep. They had all the infrastructure. They had the Bosch electronics, the motors, the batteries through Samsung. And they let it stagnate. Obviously, these cars have been for sale the whole time, but they didn't keep pace with the industry. So I'll be curious to see if this is genuinely good enough to dethrone or compete with the other vehicles that are coming this next year you or know, two. You know, going back before we end the episode, um, BMW, 2009, they had a brain drain to Kia and Hyundai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why and Kia and Hyundai at, were so what, good. What is look the BMW, oh, it's going to have giant lines. grills. It's going to have the super ugly grills oh, on it. that's just a camouflage. Mm-hmm. Okay. But... But at least it's electric, so they won't be actual grills. They're just going to be outlines of the oh, big, perfect. stupid, ugly thing. So we'll so see what it actually looks like. So they sort of have kidney cancer, but not really? I think it'll it's be... Mission. It fits <laughs> better on the eye line, which doesn't actually have grills. This car sucks. Make, I don't care. They put a kidney grill on the doors. Uh, it's uh, it's the save. This is the only redeeming thing I've found about BMW in the news for the last several weeks. So... Okay. That's that. It's worth you know, mentioning. The eye line is still really good. They yeah. don't make a bad product. They just rested on their laurels too long. When we're talking about 2029? 20, no, I think this is coming next year. No, I so said when we're talking, when we're talking about this in <clears> 2029, <throat> oh, yeah. um, it's going to be really curious if we're going to be talking about, yeah, this is when we called that BMW is going to fizzle out, like Buick. Or if, I, I don't um, know. Or BMW, BMW eyes got so much IP. Together. I think they will get their stuff together, but... Either way, there's Who that. Who knows what's going to happen with electric This has cars. been a very electric last couple just, of weeks. Just, rem- just remember that the um, in 2009, Pontiac had a lot of IP. Yeah, it's true. Because the, the Pontiac had the GTO that was out. Also, <clears throat> we should know Pontiac existed and was really cool. But um, All their stuff, though, is hand-me-down from other GM. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. is like You had a lot of IP with Pontiac. IP well, doesn't mean anything. It was all Holden and Opel. But no, I mean, like all their brands and everything. Like they, had, they had so much that they could work with mm-hmm. that they chose not to. So Yeah, it's why they killed of, that brand instead of something else, I don't really understand. It's, but. If BMW, um, you know, it's one of those things where I, I don't, I, they're not going to be the same in 10 years. No. So in compared uh, to a Tesla, how is the I? 
Uh, the i4 is going to be basically a Model 3 long-range dual-motor okay. non-performance, okay. from what I can gather on the specs. A little bit bigger battery, though. I don't know anything on the pricing, and BMW is not full tax credit eligible anymore, I don't think. I'm pretty sure they're okay. over the number of units, so it immediately becomes less relevant. Hmm. Once in a couple of years, when every one of these companies has hit that critical mass where they've sold too many vehicles where they don't get the tax credit, then we'll be on a level playing field again. But right now, it's a huge leg up for like Rivian, Kia Hyundai, with the soul and all that kind of stuff. So I'll be, I'm still going to follow this, even Ford. Yeah. Like they've sold a lot of plug-in hybrids, but it's not. Anyway, Ugh. neither here nor there. That's that's all I've got. Anyway, so uh, if you have input on how you think the world has changed, let us know on our Facebook. We're going to... In respect to cars. Yeah, in respect to cars, we should say. We don't want to talk about politics or anything. <laughs> we get more than enough of that the rest of our life. Yeah, it's gotten significantly worse in the last 10 years. Um, Comment on our Facebook page. I'm going to put together for our blog a larger post sometime at the end of December about kind of how the automotive world has changed in the last 10 years. It's to be a longer post. It's probably going to be really wordy and gross to read, but I'll put some fun pictures so you don't look at. <laughs> um, Coloring book status. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, let us know. And you know what? We're going to, before the end of the year's out, uh, we'll Modi probably, Awards? Yeah, we're definitely going to do the Modi Awards. I think uh, the Modis. before we uh, do the Modis, <laughs> I'm going to do a... Um, like the episode before that, I'm going to do maybe like a viewer recap. Maybe cool. if we get enough comments. Give some people some input. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. We're still going to make up our own mind. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, we appreciate you as always. And it was a little bit of a longer episode, but no, you know, I'm fine. sure it's. We're right on time. Lots of fun. Anyway, thank I'll you. Catch you next Bye. week. Oh, shoot. Wait, wait, wait. Before we quit.